This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Listen, it's The Bird Show. I think this might be an easy question to answer. Mo, um, so let's say you're having a problem with your parts down there, right? <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> what happened to, hello, how are you? How was your day? Yikes. Escalated quickly. It was a terrible dodgeball accident, and you got hit down there. That's how it went out? And the things just haven't worked since, right? <laughs> um, and they're not going to work anytime soon. So at what point when you are going on dates, do you tell women that, hey, my junk ain't right? <laughs> Uh, His junk is right. Uh, it, ain't. it just doesn't uh, work. Yeah, it's just, but it's funny to say that way. Okay. My junk um, ain't right. And don't save that. Yeah, <laughs> save it. I feel like that's a little odd to bring up on the first date because it just may be so unnecessary to even talk about. But I would say if you end up on a second date, that, 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 that insinuates that the person is interested enough in you to where... I would want to get that out the way now before we go any further. Second is the junk date talk. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about the rest of you guys? It's not working down there. You're going out on dates. Mm-hmm. When do you tell? I've always, if it has anything to do with that, it would be, I don't have a specific date. I just have like right before you think it's going, like when you think you're about to become intimate. Mm. Like, when you think that it's about to take the next step into the bedroom, that's when you have to let them know. Yeah, I would say when things get a little hot and heavy, press the brakes a little bit and act like it's just all about anticipation, like, not yet. Oh, you mean like right as it's about to happen? That's well, when you're no, like, there's but, something I got to say. No, but like when you go home and you're like <laughs> making out with someone, like, you know, you're Netflix and chilling, you're on the couch, press the brakes a little bit, be like, no, no, not yet. And then like next time you hang out with them, be like, hey, by the way, there's just something I want to let you know. So like, let it get, let it get a little far so they know that you're like, not a total prude, and then then you drop the ball. Okay. <laughs> so at the buzzer, basically. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, I'm saying. Abby's at the buzzer. I'm more the beginning of the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> I think for me it would Abby's be... Abby's sending this, in, this puppy into overtime. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. Gonna get him so close. He's not even gonna care. Yeah. Whatever you're about to say, I don't care. You have five penises, I'm in. <laughs> uh, all right, here is Jessica, who is very seriously asking... The same question here. Hey, Jessica. Hi, how are you guys? Good. All right. So you had a surgery, which makes doing the do a, that's not going to happen. Yep. Um, I, unfortunately, last May uh, 2022, I was diagnosed with stage three cervical cancer. Um, and I did chemo and radiation and uh, internal radiation, which is called brachytherapy. And all of that was unsuccessful. Um, so I found out this March that um, I had to have what's called an in, uh, total pelvic acceleration, mm. um, which involved the removal of my bladder, most of my colon, and all of my female organs, including oh. my vagina. Wow. Um, I had that in June, and I'm beyond ecstatic to say that it, and grateful to say that it was successful. Um, I am... I'm back to my normal life, Mm -hmm. um, except for the fact that, you know, I'm 37. 
Um, you know, so I still have a lot of my life ahead of me now, but I will, I can't play piano anymore. Well, first, let me say um, that I'm, I'm sorry you've had to go through all this. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, a, I'm also a very curious person. Did you say that they removed your vagina? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, the uh, the cancer mo- uh, head went. Cervical cancer can move down to the vaginal walls, and in order to get everything and make sure that it wouldn't come back, they had to remove it. And they actually took a muscle from my leg and used it to close the holes down there. Wow. Um, so there, there is literally, wow. there's no access. <laughs> like, there is nothing. Um, so, you know, like I said, I mean, and physical intimacy is really a big part, uh, you know, of a lot of relationships. And yeah. I'm not sure how to move forward with dating on that. My mom suggested, uh, you know, a lot of guys have issues with their junk, you know, as mm-hmm. you were saying, especially as they get older. So, you know, if I do online dating, is my headline like, got ED, I'm your girl? (laughs) 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 Is that what I lead with that? Do I bring it up later? Like, I like your outlook. I do. I love Uh, your your outlook on this. I love your sense of humor about it. Yeah, because I think you feel just so grateful to be here. Um, Granted, you feel grateful to be here and we're grateful that you're here as well. But obviously what you've endured medically is is quite intense. I mean, it's it's I mean, everything down there is completely different. And as you said, closed up. Um, the mental yeah. aspect of it must be really challenging. Also, you know, we've talked to women that have had breast cancer and had to have the mastectomy and how they have feelings about that. So the feeling, uh, the feelings that must be associated when a doctor comes to you and says, we have to remove your vagina must be pretty damn intense. Oh, yeah, it, it definitely was. Um, but the the one thing for me, like the thing that got me through and my focus through everything was I have two daughters and mm. I whatever it took to get through and be able to watch them grow up was my Hell that yeah. was my focus. Hell yes. OK. Wow. All right. So now on to how does she tell dude she can't have sex? OK. And that's way yeah. above our pay grade. So we brought in a professional who's been on with us before. Dr. Brooke fought. Uh, she has a new company called Her MD out of Nashville. Uh, hi, Brooke. Hello. Good morning, guys. Yeah. Uh, that's Dr. Brooke. Dr. Brooke. Hello, doctor. Um, we always keep it interesting for you. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a great, um, great call in. And I have had patients with this procedure. Um, so I've worked with patients over the years that have um, recovered from a pelvic exoneration and uh, have gone on to have very healthy, successful sex lives. So I'm really excited, number one, to hear that you're doing well and that also you're at a point where you recognize that this is a healthy part of a, you know, a young woman's, you know, just general life and you deserve to enjoy healthy sexuality. So good for you. So, uh, doctor, I think her question is, at what points have other patients revealed that to potential intimate partners? So let's just acknowledge that there's not a, quote, normal human being when it comes to sexuality. (laughs) When we look at, like, dating apps and so forth, everybody has something. And, um, you know, if you think somebody's perfect, they're probably like a mass murderer or something. (laughs) But all that to say, nobody goes out and says, hey, I have ED or, hey, I have one testicle or, hey, um, I can only achieve orgasm with a vibrator. You know, these are private matters, and it's entirely up to you to make that decision about when and how you tell um, a potential partner. One thing I was thinking, if you feel very uh, confident in just your experience with cancer, maybe making a comment like, 
proud cancer survivor and just making it as simple as that. So at least it opens up the conversation. Um, and then if it leads into mm-hmm. the topic of sex, post-cancer sexuality, then so be it. And you can kind of guide that conversation. But I don't think it's necessary to be completely upfront from the get-go because there are lots and lots of ways to be sexually intimate with a partner. How's I really that, like that. How does that feel for you, Jessica? Good? Yeah, um, I really like that because like, I am very open about my about what I went through. And, um, you know, I, I posted on social media all through my experience because I, one, wanted to raise awareness about cervical cancer, especially in younger women, you know, around my age. And so I really like that idea of, you know, just posting I'm a proud cancer survivor and letting that kind of lead the way into the conversation. Yeah, sure. Or mm-hmm. Jessica, we can take we can take caller number five mm-hmm. with Edie right now if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> right? This could be your first successful match. I don't think I wasn't thinking that, Abby. <laughs> no, I think you're baby. This will be the first time we don't get calls on anything. Call us now if you have Edie. <laughs> Jessica, let me throw out there: you don't have to have a, a male partner with Edie, and this is going to be, I'm sure, a very hot topic to have conversations about later, but. Have you ever heard of outer course, which is something I talk to my patients about a lot? Well, hold on a sec. Let's carve out a couple of seconds here. Uh, outer course. So what, what, what is, are we allowed to talk about outer course on mainstream radio? I have, I think so. Let's I go. determined yes. Yeah, let's go. I'll take the fine. What do we got? <laughs> Essentially, you can use other body parts to mimic the action of penis vagina penetration. Mm-hmm. So the inner thighs, the breast, <laughs> in some cases, even the underarm. Um, a lot of times the intimacy remains the same. The sensation remains comparable. And uh, you can be very sexually active in that regard, in addition to non-penetrative play as well. You can't skip arm day now, Jessica. No. <laughs> You know what, Jessica, at the end of the day, speaking as a guy, it won't matter if it's an arm or a leg or whatever. You know what? As long as the job is getting done, we don't care. Fascinating. <laughs> it is fascinating. Jessica, does that answer your question? Yeah, that is that completely answers my question. I'm really happy that you guys uh, had me on, and this I'm honestly this really helped. Look, yeah. you we didn't got- help. Doctor Burke fought help for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and Jessica, you have such a great sense of humor about this. Um, you are not going to have any problem at all finding a dude. I'll tell you what. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And I would definitely shave those armpits. <laughs> like they're going to be working overtime. No, and I'm, I'm generally invested in your story. I think especially just because of your outlook and your determination and your openness and your vulnerability. I'd love to keep in contact with you and just, just like check in every now and then to see how the love life is going. Yeah, I, I would love that. Okay, good. All right. You're awesome. Take care now. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you, you, doctor. Again, it's Dr. Brooke Fought, her MD in Nashville. Thank you, doctor. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Bye-bye. God, I, I, I really I, like this show. I do too. I, right now, I just really, really, really like this show. It's The Bird Show. Listen, it's The Bird Show.